Welcome to the Season 2 Building Educator Capacity Podcast, where we strive to improve student learning by expanding the capacity of our school districts. Special thanks to Ms. Liz Elliott, band teacher at Whitewater Middle School, for providing the music for this podcast. I am Phil Anderson, and I am joined once again by Mitchell Lilly. Hey, Phil. Glad to be here. Today, we'll be focusing on a conversation on what the Assistive Technology Lending Center, otherwise known as the ATLC, provides for you and students in need. The ATLC is extremely important for students with disabilities, and Donna Hudson, PRC and ATLC consultant, want to share what it's all about. If you are in the Wisconsin area, you'll hear about how your students can try these expensive technologies before making a purchase. Yeah, Phil, like you mentioned, Donna Hudson is the PRC and ATLC consultant for the lending libraries at CISA2. Donna works with numerous districts to lend materials and devices to aid in teaching and instruction. Our guest today, Kelly Buse from Toby Dynavox, is an AAC Solutions Consultant with Toby Dynavox and has been since 2009. Kelly obtained her Bachelor of Science in Biology within the Health Sciences Curriculum at Mount Mary University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Toby Dynavox is a global company that works to help people with communication and mobility challenges live richer, more meaningful lives through their augmentative, and alternative communication technologies. Hi, my name is Donna Hudson, and I run the ATLC library at CISA2, and that stands for Assisted Technology Lending Center. The ATLC is a DPI-run program that houses AAC devices for lending purposes. What is an AAC device? Um, An AAC device is any device, system, or method that improves a person's ability to communicate effectively and participate in the world around them. It can be implemented at any time. Typically, the earlier in the care process, the better. The devices are high-end, and they start at about $4,000. It's a free service to any school in Wisconsin that has an IUP for a student. The purpose of this library is for students to trial a device before they purchase it and give them many opportunities to trial different devices to find out the perfect fit. The great thing about the ATLC library is that it's free to use. It is free trial from four to six weeks, free delivery, and free to send back through van services or UPS. To start a free trial is as simple as emailing me at donna.hudson at cisa2.org to get an account set up and then go to our website atlclibrary.org to order. Once you order, we send out the device and your trial begins. We do ask that you fill out an evaluation form so we know if the ATLC library provided the services you needed. When your four-week trial is up, you may ask for an extension if the device is not on reserve. You could always request another device to trial if it didn't fit your student. We have three companies that provide our devices. They are Prepme, Romit, Saltillo, and Toby Dynavox. All three companies provide tutorial and support services if needed, and information for the companies are provided in your trial packet. When you trial device, the responsibility lies on the district that has the trial. DPI also has repair budgeting for these devices. The companies we purchase from have very good warranties in case a device is damaged. Kelly Views, who is a representative of the company, Toby Dynavox, is going to join our podcast so she can provide you with information, not only for the devices, but for information you may need to make an informed decision 
about the purchases and trial of an AAC device. You might ask, why use the ATLC? What do you think, Kelly? Thank you, Donna. Glad to be here. ATLC is so helpful in giving a voice. That was actually one of our AAC devices. So I am Kelly, and that is just a little taste of what you can hear um, on an AAC device and a voice that you can give to those in need. Donna, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. And that is a question I get all the time. Where, how would I use the ATLC and what is the importance of AAC? I don't have any students with those needs. And so sometimes we're not even certain whether or not a student needs to get, you know, be looking at a, a high tech device. And what we wanna, we wanna throw in some questions, you know, does your student have difficulty, you know, communicating his or her ideas? Um, does she or he become frustrated? Do they exhibit inappropriate behaviors when they're unable to communicate um, with teachers, with their peers on the playground, in the lunchroom? Um, do they show an interest in social interaction, but they lack those specific words to be able to do so? Um, do they fall? Does their language skills um, fall expressively? or receptively below um, the developmental milestones that they should be attaining. And, and really importantly, from a social and um, relationship development perspective, do they have difficulty participating in conversations with peers and others? Because this can so greatly affect um, that development as they grow older. So before I dig into some of the things that I wanted to share, I just wanted to say that um, all of the folks across the state of Wisconsin um, and the schools that, I, that I've known to have used the ATLC library in the past have been extremely surprised about how easy the process is, um, how grateful that we have this program and um, in our state, it's very unique. And, um, you know, they just, applaud Donna and all the team over there at the ATLC that has ever been a part of it for all of the extreme efforts that they put into it and really making sure that um, kids have a voice. So I just wanted to give a shout out for everybody that's ever worked with the library because you guys are doing a fantastic job. Well, thank um, you for that. Yeah, so um, and it's true when I actually got, I was at a workshop Last year, and I mentioned the ATLC because I like talking about it and bringing it up as a great resource, and and I, I got chastised by one of my SLPs that use it all the time, and they said, oh no, that's my secret. Now the devices are going to be all checked out. So it, so it really is, um, there's a lot of gratitude for what you guys are doing out there and the fact that these are available and just how smooth you guys make the process. So kind of talking about, you know, those, those individual students' needs and communication, I just kind of wanted to go over some of those goals of, of AAC. Why are we doing this? Why do we have these devices available for you guys? And of course, you know, one of the, one of the key features is going to be like to, to give a student or child, anybody, that ability to communicate right now, right? But we also want to look at, you know, the future. And in order to do that, we need to assess, you know, um, their participation in an educational environment, their communication needs in a home environment, um, in the community with their peers um, to further their academics, 
Um, and so we really wanna, before we even take a look at, hey, let's just check a device out, we wanna assess that individual child's needs. And um, that is always gonna be a team approach. So it may be you as a special education teacher that is, that is you know, seeing, hey, we really need to look at some tools and coming to the ATLC. Um, I've worked with OTs in the past that have, you know, come to the ATLC. I have worked with SLPs. Um, and so it is, it is always a team approach to communication. Um, it's the family, it's the school, it's your ABA therapist, it's, you know, your outside therapist, it's, it's the peers, it's everybody that's going to make um, communication successful for the individual. So talking a little bit more about that participation in the educational environment, um, you know, what are these devices, you know, what are the goals, right? And obviously, you know, a couple are going to be to, to you know, um, in, increase those academic skills, um, hopefully increase speech production and development, um, just getting basic needs and met throughout the day. But it the two main focus pieces that, you know, we see are, you know, really getting that social interaction between peers. And, you know, when an individual isn't able to speak, um, oftentimes we see them shut down. So, you know, creating those communication opportunities with, you know, with, with these AAC devices um, to be able to develop those so important um, personal relationships with other people. And then a huge piece, and especially a focus right now, is that language and literacy um, development of these kids. And so these devices are are so fun, to, so fundamental and important in that development. Um, and so when you're thinking about, you know, an AAC assessment and about all of these different pieces and what might be a good fit, keep that in mind. And although we would encourage, you know, folks to like trial different devices, first go into it with a really, really good measurement of those specific strengths and needs that you want to focus on a system. Do a little research on, on, on each of the companies and the software they provide. Um, don't base it just off of, oh, my district uses XYZ software, so this is going to be the best to reach for. Um, doing a little bit of homework, getting on the ATLC, li um, ATLC library's website. They've got great um, descriptions of their different devices from you know, a software um, standpoint to, you know, the access piece of it. Does your, does your student need alternative access? You know, maybe a touch screen isn't going to be, you know, an appropriate fit. Would they need a key guard? And these are all things that are going to be listed under the devices um, that they, that they're going to provide. So one of, another, I should say not just one, but another piece of the ATLC library that has just been huge from, from, from my viewpoint over the years that I've seen is that um, our state insurance, our Wisconsin Medicaid system, highly recommends a four-week trial with a system. And oftentimes I know, you know, with our companies, we can do a, a formal trial. And I know um, the other companies as well, they have different trial programs. And while certainly you can come through us, there could be a waiting list. And, you know, a you know, oftentimes we can get a device into your hands quicker, um, or maybe you're not ready to do that formal trial. Maybe you just 
wanting to see if this is going to be a good fit. Maybe mom and dad, you know, haven't bought into the idea of a device yet. And so just getting Emily to get her hands on a device so then you can bring mom and dad in and say, hey, look at what she can do. And then that can lead on to that, you know, next layer of a trial with a company. Um, so, you know, you can use it for that four week recommended trial that Medicaid has. Or again, using it as a layered process, right? Because sometimes we're not getting what we need that we're not capturing all that data or ready to recommend that this is the best fit in that four week period of time. So you can certainly use this as a stepwise approach, or maybe this is your, you know, your your last, um, your last step after you've been using maybe an app at school. So um, I talked a little bit about the trial, that four week highly recommended time frame from Wisconsin Medicaid. Of course, it can be more. Um, the more data that we can we can provide to them, the better. But um, four weeks is pretty much what we consider that threshold as a minimum. And we really need to make sure it we've captured some data across different communication environments. Um, so what, what are those environments that we're looking at? One that is very non-negotiable is going to be, you know, the home, right? We, we need to make sure that this is carried over throughout both their academic settings um, and into the home setting for, you know, for the obvious reasons, right? We want to make maximize success and, and give, give our kids the opportunity to communicate wherever they are throughout their, throughout their day. So I, I have gotten a lot of questions from from districts about, hey, wait a second here. If I check a device out from the ATLC, can I send it home um, to families? And, and Donna, if you get that question too, what do you what do you tell people? Can they send it home? Yes, especially now with um, the way schools are presenting, either virtually in person. DPI has opened that wide open to make sure that um, the students get it in their home environment. And that's been for the last couple of years, but um, really this year we're focusing on use that device where the child needs it, whether it's in the home, whether it's in the school, we are ready to let them use it um, for that trial period. And I know, I mean, you and I have talked about this a little bit, Donna, too. I know sometimes there's that hesitancy, too, on, you know, behalf of who's, whoever's checking this out. Oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm ultimately responsible for it. You know, and, and while, while we want to really relay, you know, that message that we need to be careful with these devices, that there's, you know, there's costs associated with them, we also know that things happen, you know, and so we want to make sure that you're setting those fears aside um, and really focusing on just getting it into the hands of your student in those environments that they need um, and then letting us take care of those other pieces without any any fear of hey you're going to be getting a bill for things um, but as folks within the district you know clearly setting those parameters with your families that you know please be careful with it this is a loaned out piece of equipment it's just like sending you know, library books home with your with your kids, right? There's that expectation we need to set up with, you know, hey, we need to get these back in our hands at some point. So the, the last couple pieces that I just had to offer, um, we talked about those Medicaid um, requirements. And I, in, in our state, I like to just kind of go with the idea that most of our private insurances are going to align with 
Medicaid policies. So it doesn't hurt to trial a device, even if the family's private insurance doesn't require it. You've got nothing to lose. You've got this wonderful, you know, library of resources of devices at your literally fingertips to check out. Take advantage of it. I mean, that is, I, I, I want to shout it um, as loud as I can. Please, please, please take advantage of it for for your students, for your families, for their peers, for all their loved ones that are just waiting to hear their voices. And if you've gotten to that point where you're ready to make a decision, um, you know, know that that we're here. You know, um, whether it's myself, whether it's you know the representatives from PRC or South Hill, we're here and we're ready to help you make that next step with their insurance. Um, even during the process, we want to make sure you guys have the resources, um, whether it's you know, binders of information that are sent out with the devices or getting in touch with us, please, please, please reach out. You know, we can provide virtual trainings. We've got so many support tools on our site. We want this to be successful. We, we truly, truly do. Um, and we also want to give you that independence to feel like, you know, hey, I'm empowered, I can do this on my own for my student, but yet I have a whole team behind me to make this successful. So Donna, again, I really appreciate you inviting me on to just share a little bit about um, my experiences with the ATLC, um, how wonderful it's been and that I'm just here to help. Thank you, Kelly. You are um, such an expert in your field and we do appreciate everything you do. Um, I do like to mention what you did say in one part of your presentation was the layered trialing that I don't want people to be discouraged if they do come to the ATLC and maybe the device isn't available or it's not available for a month or so, reach out to those companies. And like Kelly said, sometimes they can trial as well. So that's um, a piece that I want people, I don't want people to get discouraged. We want those devices in the hands of the child as soon as we can get them in there. So that's um, an important piece as well. So I just want to remind everybody to um, access the ATLC library. And again, that website is atlclibrary.org. And I like that Kelly said you can just browse or you can reserve a device after you set out, up an account with me um, through my email. And I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to share, Kelly? I'm good. I just appreciate being able to be here. Okay. Well, thank you very much. and. Hopefully everybody can go on our website and if you have any questions, um, you can email me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Kelly and Donna, for that enlightening conversation. I personally think it's really cool how you can have these devices go home with the children. The parents can see if this is the best fit for their child. All these technologies are very expensive, so it's important to test these out and see if it's the best tool for their children to communicate effectively. Absolutely. And it's just an invaluable resource to be able to try before you buy. Utilizing some of these technologies for free is just a game changer for students with disabilities and, and the parents and teachers, educators trying to support them. If you're in the Wisconsin area, you can reach out to Donna at donna.hudson at c2.org. You can find all the information discussed today and the appropriate links in the podcast description or on our website, cisa2.org. On the next episode of the podcast, we have two of our consultants diving into the Building Educator Capacity Framework. This will be your guide to maximizing your capacity in your district and expanding the district as a whole. 
Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and know right away when we produce a new episode. Hope you'll join us again. Bye.